0: So I invite you to think back a bit more than a year ago, late spring 2020, the early days of the pandemic, when we were still hunkering down in our homes for who knew how much longer. Our priorities shifted. The rhythm of our daily routines changed. We did and tried things we never had before maybe out of boredom, maybe because we'd always wanted to and never believed we had the time. Yes, the toilet paper shelves were empty in your local Safeway. But so, too, were shelves in the baking aisle. Flour was flying off the shelves as Americans began to bake bread in never-before-seen quantities. And when we depleted the supply of yeast, we learned how to make our own sourdough starter. (laughs) Or we just made banana bread. Several of you are nodding your heads, aren't you? You know what I mean. This was such a surprising turn, such a uniform reaction, that it was reported in papers and magazines and on the news Bread-making pictures and videos were populating everyone's social media feed, and celebrity chefs quickly pivoted to how-to videos, recipes online, and pro tips for how to get just the right amount of crunch to your crust and spring to your crumb. And yes, I learned during the pandemic that crumb is what you call everything inside the crust. So why bread? People took up many other hobbies as well, but you did not see the same universal enthusiasm for any other activity. So why bread? I think some of our scripture readings of late may help to shed some light on this. We are weeks into the bread readings from John. And my friends, we still have weeks to go. (laughs) So hold on to your hats. And they have been really well paired in our lectionary with other readings that address sustenance, bread and otherwise. We've been reminded multiple times of Moses and his people being saved from starvation in the desert by the nightly miracle of manna. We've heard about the feeding of the 5,000 and Jesus' proclamation last week and this week, I am the bread of life. Weeks and weeks of bread with more weeks to come. And today in our Old Testament reading, we find Elijah in the wilderness. The prophet is fleeing for his life, for refuge, and he finds it here. He has angered Jezebel by calling down fire from heaven and slaying false prophets to show that his God is mightier than Baal. Jezebel is furious, and she vows to kill Elijah. And this wilderness where Elijah flees is beyond the land ruled by his enemies. So Elijah is safe for the moment, safe but exhausted and afraid. And it sounds to me a lot like how many of us felt a year or so ago, and some of us may feel that way again. Some of us may feel that way still, safe for the moment, but exhausted from the anxiety of the unknown. Elijah sits beneath a solitary broom tree and ask that he might die. It is enough, he tells God. It is enough. The wilderness is both Elijah's external environment and his internal landscape. It is enough. The same God who a chapter before rained down fire And a few verses after our reading this morning will not be present in a great wind, an earthquake, or a fire, but instead in the sound of sheer silence. This same God shows compassion on Elijah. As the prophet falls asleep from utter exhaustion and hopelessness beneath the broom tree, God sends an angel. He sends an angel to Elijah, and the trifecta of rest, nourishment, and hope carry Elijah through this wilderness time. And this act of tenderness and compassion from the God who rained fire prepares Elijah to meet the God who is the sound of silence, sometimes translated as the still small voice. Fire and silence, one and the same God. Elijah is encouraged by the angel to rest and to eat and drink, two times, and to realize that he is not alone and will need to be prepared for the rest of his journey. We, too, need rest and care in order to have strength for our journey. God shows compassion to Elijah, just as compassion has been shown to others in the wilderness, to to Hagar and Ishmael in the desert. And Elijah's sojourn in the wilderness allows him to remain safe while resting and fortifying himself with cakes and water until he no longer feels the despondency that forces him to declare it is enough. We have been in our own type of wilderness this past year plus, trying to stay safe behind our doors, behind our masks. And my friends, the masks are not gone yet separated from the dangers we, cannot, we can see and we cannot see. Some feeling, at times, I am certain, like it is enough. And in this wilderness time, many of us turned to baking bread, a grounding reminder of our connection to the earth and to our faith, an ancient that has changed remarkably little over time. A sensory practice of rest, nourishment, and hope. Even a sense of connection. If you've borrowed your starter from a neighbor, or you've shared a loaf because you just can't stop making it and can't eat all that you've made. You cannot make bread quickly. It requires time and patience. And in the process, engage... Sense, kneading the dough, watching it rise, smelling it bake, hearing the crust break as it is sliced, and tasting all of the holiness therein. In the early days of the pandemic, people shared in all of these stories in the news their reasons for baking bread, comfort, community. Grounding, and my personal favorite, a sense of control. (laughs) Bread is foundational to all of that. And our lectionary readings today, all of them remind us of that timeless message throughout Scripture. Today we heard the angel of the Lord touched Elijah and said, Get up and eat. Otherwise, the journey will be too much for you. The psalmist declared, taste and see that the Lord is good. Jesus proclaimed, I am the bread of life. We are accustomed at St. John's to hearing the body of Christ, the bread of heaven, when the priest puts a wafer in our hand. I once had a priest Instead, say the words, strength for your journey, as she placed the wafer in my hand. It took me by surprise, but it resonated deeply. Elijah got up and ate and drank. Then, and only then, he went in the strength of that food, 40 days and 40 nights, to Horeb. The Mount of God. Rest, nourishment, and hope. May you have the strength for your journey.